We are back. Hour number two. Mike Steely along with Pierce Leva Holtz-Parker is going to be on uh, at the top of the hour. We've kind of shuffled the lineup around a little bit today. He'll be on uh, to get you locked in with Tyler Comas at 2 o'clock right here on The Ref. He'll also be along for the rush today. So uh, up-and-coming rising star Pierce Leva Holtz, bowling ringer, the uh, deciding factor in last Friday night's Ref Bowling extravaganza. But uh, – Again, Parker is going to be here today. He'll just be on at 2 with Locked In. 405-651-3439, the Air Coverage Solutions text line. By the way, this hour presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group. No doubt. Uh, you will love the Seth Wadley Auto Group. If you haven't been to the location there, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley, uh, they've got a great, great lineup of cars out there, whether it's a car or an SUV, or a truck, or you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. All right? And oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. That's a heck of a guarantee. Before we get into the real conversations of this hour, I'd like to get my story out of the whole debacle, the bowling debacle. Okay, yeah. My story has never been told. All right. Your story has never been told. You have been accused. I think your primary accuser is uh, Toby T. Rowe because yes. of the rivalry he has with his good buddy T.J. Perry, but he doesn't like losing to T.J. No, and it is unfortunate because they lost by a lot as well. Mm, well, yeah, so, I was part of the uh, losing effort there. Yes, you were. Because I went 0 for 10 on spares <laughs> last Friday. 0 for 10! Me being on a bowling team has been discussed on air before Prior to all of this happening, really? I was an intern with The Plank Show. And with Plank and Josh, we talked about We made fun of me one day. It was a fun bit or whatever, how I was on a bowling team. So they knew. I thought they told TJ. That's why he, he, read, his, he read all of our texts back on uh, Tear on the Morning Show that Friday. And that, that's what he, I asked him if somebody had told him because I, I knew some people had known. But it, I, I hadn't played in forever. That was 2018. I didn't play. I don't bowl that mm-hmm. often. So, in my defense, I didn't. I thought that was public knowledge oh, prior you to did. the draft. Okay. Also, well, you're off the hook. TJ though is the one who's going to have to appear before the Senate committee. Exactly. But those are dog and pony shows anyway. Right. It won't matter. It won't matter. Also, I didn't know that there were prizes to be won. I thought that I was just there to beat you guys and then leave for a little uh, camaraderie, a little uh, smack talk around the office. But they gave out those the envelopes with the. I, I walked out with quite a chunk of change. You did. I didn't realize that was an option. I didn't so I, I feel kind of bad. I, I feel mean, bad for taking everybody's money. The vineyards are really good owners. You know, they actually, uh, they care. I had, I had a great Some time. I'm glad I got don't. the invite. Yeah. And I'm not saying, look, the owners, well, the, the previous place I was at, I liked the, t- the Tylers were great. Uh, the other was very corporate and very not caring. Now, the people I worked with, I liked just fine. But other than that, it was, you know, it was very corporate, which is not cool. All right. Um, so we learned today Bray Walker's in the portal. No surprise there. Yesterday, we learned that Marcus Alexander is in the portal. Uh, you know, two offensive linemen. Bray Walker came with a big high school reputation, never lived up to it. Uh, we'll see what happens there. The portal closes tonight. Now, again, you might find out some news over the weekend or maybe Thursday or Friday. Even though the portal closes tonight, the paperwork has to be done, all of that stuff. Doesn't mean you have to announce it before midnight tonight. Um, but for the Sooners, I think they've done very well in the portal. Um, again, some of these guys aren't going to pan out. But the guy that stands out to me 
who might end up being Oklahoma's best defensive player next season. He's, he's certainly going to be um, in the top three or so, and that's Deshaun McCullough. I mean, the guy was a one-man wrecking crew at Indiana, and people are like, well, Indiana, I mean, come on. Well, he was recruited by everybody, but his dad was on staff there. Uh, highly rated four-star kid, uh, and he put up big numbers. He is a guy that I think is going to be really good for the Sooners. Uh, Sears, I know he came from Texas State, but a lot of schools wanted that kid. Jacob Lacey's made plays at Notre Dame. Uh, Trace Ford, if he's healthy, uh, Trace Ford is an excellent addition. Now the question is, can he stay healthy? How healthy is he now? Uh, I like Rondell Bothroyd, the kid from Wake Forest, who can get after the quarterback. Um, you know, and it, uh, Reggie Pearson Jr. played some games at Texas Tech. He was the guy who put the hit on Dylan Gabriel. He's got a chance again uh, to make a lot of plays and possibly start in the secondary. The return of Austin Stogner is going to be interesting. Um, you know, I just think that the Sooners have done very well. Clearly, they probably need another receiver. They got Andrew Anthony, the uh, wideout from the University of Michigan. Uh, no word yet on Jaron Bradley. We haven't seen him jump in the portal. The wide receiver from Texas Tech. No word on Vic Kearney, the offensive lineman from Washington. But again, keep in mind there is a second portal period after spring football right around the end. That's when we saw Mike Woods come from Arkansas to OU, right? So I'm I, pretty confident in saying if they don't get uh, – and I, I don't think it's just total desperation for another receiver, but I do think they would like to add one more. Yeah, One definitely. more body there. So um, to me it looks like they've done pretty well. They've addressed a lot of needs. Oh, 100%. And like you said, some of these guys might not pan out. And that's a good thing to keep in mind once you get these kind of transfers. Worst case scenario – You've got great depth on the defensive side of the ball right now. Worst case that. scenario. I mean, linebacker, I know that Danny Stetson made a lot of tackles. Uh, David Aguebu made a lot of tackles. Uh, but there wasn't a whole lot of depth there, right? No. And uh, the, what I like is these guys are proven players. Trace Ford's a proven player from Oklahoma State. Jacob Lacey, was he, you know, was he just great at Notre Dame? Uh, Kearney did commit to Ole Miss. Okay, I somehow I missed that. I was looking for that this morning. Hadn't heard that, but – uh, I know Parker talked about that was uh, a strong possibility. So the Sooners, again, uh, they could maybe add one more offensive lineman, and that stuff could happen again in the spring. But um, Bothroyd, you know, the numbers are there for him as well. A lot of these guys, Reggie Pearson, Austin Stogner, I know his numbers weren't what he would have liked at um, – South Carolina, but when he was healthy at Oklahoma, he was a big-time factor, no doubt. So I think they've done pretty well. As far as the early enrollees, again, um, you know, among the five-star kids, the Sooners got three, Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adebore, and Peyton Bowen. Uh, you know, if you can get after the passer, you've got a chance to play early. I, I don't know. I, Jackson Arnold clearly is going to learn for a year under Dylan Gabriel as long as Dylan Gabriel doesn't get hurt. Uh, I, you know, you probably wouldn't see much out of Jackson Arnold. Now you could play him in some, some roles where you get some game experience as long as you don't go past his red shirt, which clearly they wouldn't do. Other than that, um, some of the other guys, you know, we're talking about receiver. They did get Jaquaze Petaway and Keon Brown. Uh, you could play a wide receiver, possibly. Uh, the other guys coming in early, Kendall Dolby. I think that he could play clearly in the secondary. They like him a lot. Um, the other true freshmen coming in in the 2023 class, Caden Green, Josiah Walker, Caleb Hicks, Dalen Smothers, the two running backs, Derek LeBlanc, Ashton Sanders, Macari Vickers, Eric McCarty, and Phil Pachotti. So um, 
spring football is going to be really interesting, no doubt. And I don't know, what would be, uh, what do you think is a good second year for Brent? Of course, OU fans, you want to win them all, and you think maybe you can have a TCU-like season next year. But what do you think is a good second step for Brent after what was clearly a disappointing on-the-field performance in year one at 6-7, and seven, but they have killed it in recruiting? Um, and you want to see what happens when Brent gets, you know, the players that he really wants in his system. It's interesting because if you look at this year from an OU perspective, six wins, it's not great. But if you think about how close some of those losses were and how close, I know we don't like saying we're close, but I don't think the flip will be as uh, as monumental as some people make it out to be. I think a goal that a realistic goal that OU fans should have is getting back to either nine or ten wins. Like a solid, have a really good season, have a, a pretty solid bowl at the end. That's a realistic goal. But if, I, if I'm an OU fan in a legal betting state, as soon as the Big 12 odds open up, I would be comfortable putting a handsome chunk of change on OU to win the, win the Big 12 as well. What do you think that number would be for OU? Like eight and a half, nine in that area? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know, and the thing is, you, you should run the table in the non-con. The only games that we know are going to happen are the Arkansas State game to start the season. Then you have the game against SMU in week number two. Then you go to Tulsa to play the Golden Hurricane at Chapman Stadium. And then you know you're going to play Texas in the Cotton Bowl. We don't know. We don't know if there's going to be a battle. We don't know if they're going to Provo or Cincinnati or Orlando or if they're going to Houston. We just don't know. Well, not even just that. We also don't know who we're not playing. Yeah, absolutely. There are, still, there are teams right. out there that we're not going to play this year. No and doubt. Th- that could either help us a lot or hurt us a lot in, in the long run. Well, and the general consensus is OU is going to be given a tough road because I would they're leaving in so. Texas, too. We'll see. And, and I, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist kind of guy, but I do believe that will be the case, that they're not going to give the Sooners or Texas some, you know, uh, cakewalk, uh, real easy road to the uh, to win the championship. I think it'll be tough, but I also don't think they'll make it egregious. Like I think they'll try to hide it a little bit. It won't be it's not like we're going to hit all of them and then leave out some of the cupcakes. So I think I think they'll I think we'll have one of the harder schedules, but mm-hmm. I don't think they'll try to make it as obvious as, as they could. I would agree with that. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get a couple in real quick before we get to our first break. Uh, Parker's going to be on with Tyler McComas getting locked in at 2 o'clock, and he'll be on the rush today as well. So we flip the lineup around a little bit. Pierce Leffa holds in with me today. Women's basketball definitely deserves more credit than some give them as well. They're a great team, and just like the men's team, they have a coach that is upbeat and passionate. She was a home run hire as well. Yeah, Jenny Baranchek has been awesome. Awesome. No doubt about it. Everybody likes Jenny Baranchek. She's a heck of a coach, very personable, and uh, they play a fun brand uh, of exciting basketball. There's no doubt. I mean, you've got two girls on there, uh, Taylor Robertson and Maddie Williams, are some of the greatest to ever get on the court for OU women's basketball. I think Taylor Robinson is about to break the three-point record. I know uh, Maddie just broke some uh, school record for her own. I think it's X amount of points and assists. I forget the numbers off the top of my head. But this is a very fun team to watch. If you haven't got out there to watch a couple games, please do. This is fun basketball to watch. At any moment, they could just rip off a 12-0 run on any team. if, If they're hot from the three and they can really get it going on offense, this is a crazy fun basketball team to watch. 
Steely, even high school basketball crowds in Oklahoma aren't near the other states either. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy to me. I just I just don't get it. And, man, what a scary scene last night. What, that Dell City deal. What in the, Yeah, I mean, what happened with that? I saw that on the way up here, but I didn't really look I, into I, it. I saw the video, and I haven't heard any further reports, but there was apparently like a gunshot or two that went off. I mean, it was scary stuff. Scary stuff. All right, it looks like Kendall Bryles is going to TCU, so that means Oklahoma's in good for Michael Hawkins. Well, I guess the flip side of that would be that if he's got a really good relationship and he was going there because he wanted to run Kendall Bryles' offense. But I, I think that Parker has said all along, and he's a lot more tuned into this stuff, obviously, than I am. I'm just kind of tuned in now because I'm on the air with him, uh, that he has always felt like Oklahoma would be his choice legacy, all of that. So I still think the Sooners are in pretty good uh, shape there. All right, one more and then we'll break. Steelman, feeling some nostalgia when you mentioned the OU-UNLV game. I was in school at that time. Basketball was great. There was a winter storm that day. The Rebels were ranked number one, and we ended up winning by one, if I recall correctly. The LNC was packed. The irony is I live in Las Vegas now. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Jerry Tarkanian, what a legend. Tark the Shark, chewing on his towel. I was there courtside for that game, and I remember the reporter. That was the Vegas game. Jim Nance was like the, I don't know, courtside reporter at that time, a young Jim Nance, and it was like, I can't remember if it was a halftime controversy about a shot or something, but I remember that Jim Nance was running over to the scorer's table and getting all the information. His hair was all out of place and everything, but it was a young Jim Nance early in his career during that game, Oklahoma and UNLV. And, and, you know, Tark and Billy were kind of the same, man. Junior college products, uh, you know, recruited great athletes. They would run up and down the floor. They, you know, their defense was better than people thought because Oklahoma wanted you to shoot an open shot. If you couldn't shoot it, they wanted the ball back and to get out on the break. And uh, really, the way you looked at their defense was the scoring margin. So those matchups were awesome. Billy Tubbs, Jerry Tarkanian, a little bit from the, uh, you know, the same boat. And, man, I miss Billy. Legend. Absolute legend. All right, break time. Uh, let's – Get back to the text line. When we get back, we also will talk about the NFL slate here from C.D. Lamb talking about what's ahead for the Cowboys coming up. 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's Mike Steely with Pierce Leffaholtz. Back to your texts when we get back here on The Ref. We are back. So is Steppenwolf. Still a classic. No doubt about it. Still a classic. Uh, You're too young to have seen the movie Easy Rider. Yes, never even heard of it. But it is a classic. It is a classic. I, I'm not sure you would get it at your age, but uh, that song, Born to be Wild, was perfect in that movie. Absolutely perfect. All right, 405-651-3439. Mike in Springfield says, Steely, that OU uh, UNLV home game in the day, I recall it was a Saturday afternoon, and it snowed like crazy the entire day. That was probably the most entertaining basketball game I ever attended, although I was there the night Billy instructed the fans not to throw things onto the floor, which was absolute classic. I love that video. Um, Absolutely loved it. And uh, Mike Trepps, I love Mike Trepps, too. You know, he, uh, he helped me a lot early in my career, former OUSID. Great guy, big Cubs fan. Um and the look on Mike Trepp's face was just like, okay, here we go. And he just grabs the mic again, and it's, it was good stuff. Billy was an original. 
before Billy passed, back when I was working out before I signed my NIL deal with Hostess Cupcakes, um, you know, I would see Billy at the gym all the time, and he was still running, and we would talk a little basketball. Great guy. Tommy, his son, great dude, great family. And uh, Billy was just – he was he was the best. He was the best. I remember uh, when Billy first got the job, I was uh, I was in the Lambda Chi house. It was my sophomore year at OU. And I thought I was Big Daddy. I just started – I would volunteered out here at uh, what was then KNOR Radio. I was working with James Hale and Dick Pryor, and then Tim Gregg came around, and Tim Stevenson, and a lot of people out here who helped me early in my career. And they sent me out to do interviews. So I had called the basketball office, um, you know, to set up an interview with, with Billy Tubbs. And it was Billy. I think they were going into their second year. Um, and so anyway, we had like an intercom system. And uh, Steely, you've got a call. I left the house phone because we, we, we didn't have cell phones back then. It was the olden days, covered wagons, all that stuff. So I left the Lambda Chi house phone and we got the intercom. Steely, phone call. It's Billy Tubbs. And, you know, everybody's like, what? You know, Billy Tubbs is calling Steely. So I was like, yeah, you know, it was yeah, the first time. Big he, man on campus yeah, all of a sudden. The, it was the first time he ever called me and uh, because he was trying and he was just getting back to me. And we set a date for the next day. And so he, I remember Billy saying, uh, any way we can help you out, you can always come by. You know, and that's when Billy was just starting to build the foundation of the program. But miss him a lot. He was he was awesome. Okay. Um Let's hear, right before we get to the text line, from uh, Sedarian Lamb, C.D. Lamb, who has become quite the player in the National Football League and had a touchdown catch in the Cowboys' win over the Brady Bunch as they beat the Buccaneers and knocked him out of the playoffs on Monday Night Football. Cowboys going to San Francisco this weekend for that NFC uh, divisional matchup, Cowboys at the 49ers, San Francisco favored by four. Man, so many great legendary memories of Dallas 49ers matchups. Just unbelievable. Not only playoff games, but regular season games. T.O. on the Dallas Star when George Teague ran over and busted him up pretty good. I mean, it, it was good stuff back in the day, really good stuff. We'll see if this one lives up to it. It's the final game of the weekend, Sunday, 530 on Fox. And uh, C.D. Lamb... Very impressed with that guy, Dak Prescott. Dak maybe played his best game ever, considering where they were, you know, and the way he played. CD, super impressed with what his quarterback did in that last victory. Uh, Dak showed that he's a warrior, he's a baller, and um, he came out slinging it off rip. And uh, I felt like it was a statement game for him. And on going forward, uh, we just got to keep continuing to put the pieces together, keep being us, and uh, let the rest take care of itself. Staying on top of our game, being on top of, you know, each individual site, if you will, an adjustment in, within the game, and uh, everything was just clicking. Just take it, um, enjoy it right now, and uh, as soon as we touch down, it's on the same part. There you go, 530 on Fox from Levi Stadium out in Santa Clara. Uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers should be fun. All right, from the 310, I think the Big 12 is going to make it obvious. Away games at UCF in Houston in late September when it's still hot. Away game in late November at BYU in West Virginia when it's cold. If they play the temperature and, mm -hmm. and the elements against us, so obvious on the schedule, that would be – I would almost respect the audacity from the Big 12 <laughs> at that point. I, I don't know, man. It is going to be um, – it's going to be crazy. 
405, LOL, my trip's call of the Little Joe touchdown at Missouri was awesome. Yes, I, I remember that call. It was great. Uh, Little Joe broke off a long run on an option play when it looked like Missouri was about to upset the Sooners, the go Joe go call. And then the, uh, the wasn't there, was it the touchdown or the two pointer? I think it was, I think it was the two point conversion where probably if you had replay back in the day, Joe Washington might've been a little bit short on that, but the Sooners got the call and won the game. But yeah, my traps, I used to where Pierce is right now. That's where our studio was. And I used to run the board for the Mike Trepp show, so he would have guests. That's where I met Mac Brown for the first time. When he came aboard, uh, Mac Brown came in, and uh, Mike Trepp had him on for 30 minutes, the new OC at, at OU. The 84 season was Mac's only season, right? It was 84, I believe. Yeah, it was 84. But he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, and then he came in later in the season to, Mike, how's school going? How are you? Good to see you. You know, it was Mac Brown was just a, a really nice dude. And uh, you could tell he was going places. But, yeah, Mike Treps was uh, – the, the only other Mike Treps story I will tell you, I nearly got fired because I didn't understand radio. And I'm not sure I understand it now. But so when I interned, Mike Treps had a remote show uh, over on Barry Road. There was a, a Mexican restaurant. I think it was Johnny's Mexican Restaurant was the name of it, if I'm not mistaken. And Mike Treps did a radio remote out there at 6 o'clock. And again, I was in college. They called me up. Hey, you know, we need you, Mike. Can you go set out, set Mike Trapp's equipment up for us out at Johnny's? Because Mike Trapp's, he was, you know, he's not going to go set up his own equipment. He's a, he's a host. He's on the Sooner Network. He's the OUSID. So I went over there. It was what was called back in the old days a Marty unit. And to set up his equipment, you actually had to call back the station. Hey, you're here in the Marty. All right. Yeah, sounds good, Mike. Yeah, okay. Level's good. Everything's good. Yes. Okay, great. I left. Next morning, I get a call at the Lambda Kai house. Paged again. Come down. Yes. It's the sports director at then KNOR Radio, Tim Gregg. And he says, Mike, what happened? I said, what are you talking about? Well, John, who was the GM at the time, John Fox, and the owner also. Well, John's wanting to fire you. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Well, there's no fireable offense here. He goes, yeah, John's talking about getting rid of you. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, well, you didn't pick up the equipment. And I said, they said set up the equipment. Oh, they didn't say no. break down the equipment. So that whole set of radio equipment was out there at Johnny's Mexican Food like all night just, just sitting all, there. Oh, my and, gosh. But I was so young in my career, they just said set up the equipment. They didn't say breakdown. I said, well, they, You followed they, they, instructions. They just told me to set up the you, equipment. You did your job. I didn't know he was going to break it down. And, and Tim goes, Did you think Mike Treps was going to break that down? I said, I don't know. But luckily, I was able to save my job and later become a regional radio star. Wow. <laughs> could have all just ended. <laughs> it could have ended, right ended right there. There's it no telling been, what would have It could have ended. Wow. Right there. I would have gone into. A, I don't know what kind of work I would have gone into. No idea. We're all very thankful that you didn't get fired. It was this close, but I remember just being stunned when he said, John's talking about firing you. It was, Mike, what happened? What do you mean what happened? Well, John's talking about firing you. What? So here's my question about all of that. 
when am I going to start meeting cool people from from the radio station? I haven't met anyone yet. You will be meeting cool people. Okay, good. Now, well, I've already met you, so that's well, one. That's yeah, one no, right you, there. You met a nerd. I mean, an old nerd. There's <laughs> no doubt. By the way, uh, Pierce Leffelholtz is broadcasting. It's the Buffalo Wild Wing studio now, but his half is also the Crockpot studio, which is just it's, a slow it's warm roaster. In here. Parker literally had like a muscle shirt on the other day. I mean, basically, you're in a sauna bath while you're broadcasting. I'm, I'm, Big props. I'm unironically sweating right now. Yeah. Like, I, it, is, it is, is actually very, very toasty in here at the moment. All right, we got a break right here. We'll get back to your texts. Uh, we've got a lot of them uh, rolling in. Thank you, guys. If you've uh, already texted and we haven't read yours, try and send it again. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Break time right here. Thanks again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour. Coming right back on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Bedlam basketball tonight, 8 o'clock, ESPNU, Sooners and uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, a one-point favorite in this matchup. And, uh, again, Oklahoma with a win would get to an even 3-3 three and three in the conference if they can get this victory tonight at Gallagher-Iba, 8 o'clock tip time again on ESPNU. Now, the Sooners will also host the Baylor Bears coming up this Saturday at the Lloyd Noble Center. Uh, that is a 3 o'clock tip. It'll be telecast on ESPN2. And we have a pregame show all set for the OU Baylor basketball game coming up this Saturday in the heart of Norman on Main Street. You will find 405 Burger Bar. 405 Burger Bar will be our pregame location. So make sure you get out there 1 to 2.30. Pregame for OU Baylor coming up this Saturday. 405 Burger Bar in the heart of Norman on Main Street. 405 Burger Bar, Big Buns, Real Meat. All right. Um... Let's get back to the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Burley Boomer. Uh, good afternoon, Steelman. Have you all had a chance to discuss General Booty's Margaritaville butt cream? I wonder how he'll do with sales. I thought it was like a peach margarita or something like that. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me read the, the correct. On the label, it says blood orange margarita is like the, the scent or the, uh, or the that's flavor the scent. of it. Now, it's called General Booty's Crimson Cream, right? Or something. The, the General's Crimson Cream. The General's Crimson Cream. It's going to be – I hope it works. Hope it works out. I, this is the first I'm hearing about it. I, I didn't see this on Twitter or anything You didn't like that, see the so. video that was tweeted out where they had, a like, a fake interview with General Booty coming out like he was – I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's, I'll have to uh, watch it afterwards. General Booty has – did he uh, – was he in for, like, two snaps and, like – did he play? I'm trying to think if he was I don't in know if he played for like a play. I don't think so. Which game would it have been? He never threw the ball. Did he come in like late in CCU or something? And like, I don't think so. I, the only no, time he would have played would have been early, early against like a Kent State, but we never saw him. Evers was the only quarterback. Evers other than came in the Bevel Cotton Bowl, yeah, which was Gabriel. Yeah, which we only was, saw the three. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Nick Evers is going to be part of that quarterback derby at Wisconsin now. So. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think he's got a chance, you know, down the road to play. You know, we'll see. He was uh, – Jackson Arnold changed the equation. Uh, From the 806, I absolutely love Billy Ball. He pretty much copied the style that was invented where I went to high school. They put – that style puts booties in seats. I just solved the basketball attendance problem. You are welcome. That high school was Hobbs, New Mexico. Under the legendary coach Ralph Tasker, oh, you had a player back in the day from Hobbs, New Mexico, who played for Billy. I'm trying to think. I think it was Pete Lewis. 
who is the uh, player from Hobbs, New Mexico, who played for Billy um, later in his career at OU. But, you know, I, but I tell you, all of the seats weren't filled when Billy was there. They weren't. I'm just saying. I mean, a lot. It was a lot better. Don't get me wrong. And for those big games, Vegas, you know, Kansas, Missouri, or Bedlam, or Mark Price and Georgia Tech came to town, or when Duke came to town, or when Pitt came to town when they were really good with Charles Smith and Jerome Lane and that group. Uh, yes, but some of the games, you know, there might have been seven thousand there. So I don't know. It's the whole thing's a. a Riddle wrapped in an enigma is what it is. Why OU can't draw more? I mean, that's got to be the most frustrating marketing meeting ever. All right, guys. All right, we got we have a couple home games coming up. What can we do to get more people in? You know, and I think they've tried. Uh, you know, they've had Red Panda in there. What more can you I, ask for I, other I, than Red Panda? Not much. I mean, unless you can get somebody like, uh, I don't know. Justin Bieber and Kid Leroy or something to come in yeah. and do a halftime show or something like that, maybe. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Yeah, I really don't. I, I, I mean, don't. I, I know they they do the giveaways for, like, the student section. They'll, they'll say if you get here early, you can get, like, X amount of people get pizza or shirts. I mean, they gave away the the most interesting uh, Coach in the World shirts. Those That was mm-hmm. kind of cool. But, again, it, it – it, Wait a little bit. This Saturday will be the first game to really see the student body and if they will show up. It's a ranked game. Baylor, obviously a great basketball program, so the student section might end up showing up. I mean, again, there have been time, there have been games where the students students get in for free, so they take their ID up there, you show me your ID, and you walk in. And there was a game. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember last season there was a game, pretty big time game. The student section was overflowing. There were students having mm-hmm. to find seats elsewhere. Well, and you know what they need to do is they need to move people into the lower bowl. Oh, 100%. You know, because if you've got – I mean, there's nothing – if you've got 1,000 people up in the, the higher sections of the arena and nobody's sitting in those seats, move them down to the lower bowl. and At least fake people out on TV, right? And, and the thing is this. You know, we've talked about style of play. We've talked about – the location, the location's horrible, no doubt. Highway 9 might be the worst highway in the history of highways. I hate it. It's, it's, it has to be up there on that It list. is the worst, the absolute worst. Every time I get on Highway 9, I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Um, all of that stuff. And, you know, there's also so many inter- more entertainment choices than there used to be. And, and you can watch the game right there on probably your high-definition big-screen TV and not have to fight Highway 9 and not have to fight concession lines and not have to fight, you know, rooms, uh, restroom lines or whatever. I get all of that. But did you see Manhattan, Kansas, Bramlage last night? They were going crazy. Electric. Did you see so cool. Hilton Coliseum every night pretty much? Yeah. They're coming out there. It, it takes one big game. You know, it takes one good showing, and if the ball can get rolling after that. Like the Florida game last year, after that Florida game, there was a, a set, you know, home games in a row where we were – I thought the LNC was getting pretty full, and then they lost, and they lost the momentum. If they can just keep the environment up and keep winning, people will start showing up more. And I think even going down to, like, the little things of turning the speakers up more. If you go to Allen Fieldhouse, the speakers are loud in there. 
and it is a very loud environment. Even like the speakers at the LNC are quieter than everyone else's. It's just such a weird dynamic because it, it's a Big Twelve basketball team. Like we are yeah. one of the best, con- we're the best conference arguably ever right now in basketball, and we can't fill it. It's just such a weird. I don't have an answer. I don't have one. Well, I'm not going to say ever, but it's it's the best right now. But you go back to the ACC days of, you know, Michael Jordan and those teams, Virginia with Ralph Sampson, you know, Lynn Bias in Maryland, the Big East heyday. Even though Oklahoma went to Syracuse, and I remember, uh, you know, they had a big victory over Jim Beheim and uh, the Orange men at that time before they became the Orange. But, yeah, it is the best basketball league. The Lloyd Noble Center was built as a multi-purpose arena where you could have – Oh, you play basketball, and you could have concerts and a lot of other stuff. It is not a great basketball venue. And I went to a game at it before it was McCaslin Fieldhouse, the old Fieldhouse. I remember number six, South Carolina came to town. And it was the first OU game I'd ever been to, and Oklahoma won that night. And that was a basketball environment. That was, um, you know, just a it was a packed bandbox but it was a lot of fun okay uh 405-651-3439 405-651-3439 to increase student attendance what if we had a trophy with a weekly competition with dorms and fraternities and sororities and they keep the trophy that week for the highest participation that's not a bad idea that's a great idea i like that and i know that he has porter goes to the fraternities before the season and he has I know they play pickup on one of the courts back there, and there's an event that he has. So he has that connection to yeah, kind of the Greek Porter, life there. Yeah, he's, he's not afraid like, to go out and promote. I think that's a great idea. I, that would work 100% too. You make it a competition, they want to beat everyone else. So I, that's a great idea. I don't know how you would officiate that, but, you know, if, that's, if there's a way, you know, I think that's step one. Okay, uh, turn the thermostat up and bring out the Skeeter meter. Man, the Skeeter meter back in the day. Herman Henry, Skeeter Henry. Force Danny Stutzman's to for, force Danny Stutzman to force all the students to fill it up. Well, Danny Stutzman has been out there a lot. Stop blaming the arena. And where was that one? Stop blaming the arena and just win. Well, I mean, it sounds that simple. I'm just throwing out you know, possible reasons. By the way, don't tell me how to do the radio, okay? Just saying. No, I'm talking to the 580. But no, we're just talking about variables. And there's no doubt the Lloyd Noble Center is not a great basketball venue. Now, it can be good when you get it filled, but they're not filling it right now. All right? They're just not. And they haven't at times. So there are many factors. And the number one factor is... Oklahoma doesn't have enough hardcore basketball fans. That's it right there. That's it. They do in in Ames, Iowa. They do in Manhattan, Kansas. So we can go through every excuse you want. If they build that arena in the northwest part of town where you don't have to deal with freaking Highway 9 and you can just come off and there are a bunch of restaurants there and all of that, would they get more people in? Yes. But OU doesn't have enough Good basketball fans. Well, not only that, if you move it up there, you get more of the average fan. Yeah. The student yeah. section will be non-existent at that point. Yeah, I, I just wonder, is it that sad that if the students have to drive like five miles that they wouldn't show? or uh, well, Not hard, as many would, obviously. Yeah, no, it would definitely be. Uh, the glory of some of these other campuses, 
like if you go to Baylor, for example, the Farrell, Farrell Center is the worst basketball arena I've ever been to in college athletics. But it is still full all the time. And it's old. They're about to get but a they new just one. Built, yeah, the new one's coming in, and they're, they're, it's going to be like 7,000 so, seats. The Farrell yes. Center is horrible, too. Farrell, yes, I've yeah, done awful. a game from there. But they still it's, fill it. Yeah. The new one they're building is technically across the interstate, but it's still – you know how Baylor's campus is right there. So right. That's it's it's still close, and I think that's one thing we got to keep in mind. I understand. Look, there are a lot of excuses. There are a lot of excuses, but you know, I would think if we switch places with Ames, Iowa, right now, and everybody from Ames, Iowa, Iowa State fans moved to Norman, and we moved all the OU feet, uh, just changed spots, then Hilton Coliseum would have like two thousand people in it, and Lloyd Noble Center would probably be full. I completely agree. You know, one hundred percent. All right. Break time, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll break right here. Coming back, we'll get to as many texts as we can. You guys have been great today. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, every day on the text line, it's unbelievable. We'll break right here. One more segment coming up next here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref. All right, wrapping it up. Guess who is uh, number one in the uh, Big 12 women's uh, softball preseason poll? Oh, yeah, it's Oklahoma. Who is Oklahoma? Yes, that's correct. Also number one in the national polls. And, uh, yeah, they've got uh, great transfers coming in with uh, Alex Duraco on the mound, Haley Lee, Sidney Sanders, and uh, Alania Torres uh, coming in. And they only welcome back Jordy Ball, Nicole May. Uh, They bring Kirsten Deal in to pitch as well. Grace Lyons, Kenzie Hansen, Elisa Brito, Riley Boone, Jada Coleman, Tiara Jennings all coming back. Grace Green still around. They're going to be really good. I would say Queen Patty Gassell feels pretty good about where the program is right now and continues to be. 100%. The University of Oklahoma is supporting our cause in reaching new heights for our sport. Being on ESPN Plus in the fall and having sellouts is unheard of. It's just unheard of. But we are uh, just so appreciative of our fans who are coming out to support. So it looks fabulous on TV. Recruits are watching and they're paying attention to what's going on. But we've had a lot of early success with uh, recruiting. Uh, a lot of that, well, who wouldn't, I guess, want to go to the number one team in the country? But uh, I think it's just a culture that brings parents and athletes in This team, again, it could be better than last year's national championship team. Uh, Jocelyn Allo, great, great player, tremendous offensive force, and uh, what a career she had. Uh, But when you look at what they have, man, they've got everything. They have everything, and they have the best coach, too. So that's a good combination. And, uh, you know, at this point, it's – it's basically national title or bust for Oklahoma softball, and that's as high a standard as you can get right there. By the way, speaking of standards, Riverwind Casino is consistently voted the number one casino experience in the metro area because they are simply the best. 2,800 electronic games. They are going through a renovation right now. Uh, and they're, I would say they're in the fourth quarter of that renovation. We're getting close to having uh, the renovation done, but they have gaming areas now. If you can't find your favorite machine in the Skybridge area, there are gaming machines there. There are gaming machines in the River Lounge, and there is a non-smoking gaming area in the Showplace 
Theater. So you can find all of your games out there. Your favorite table games are all out there as well, of course. They've got a big-time uh, poker room. That is awesome. Uh, they've got the best promotions, of course. They just gave away five trips to the Super Bowl in the Showdown in the Desert promotion. Five Lucky Riverwind patrons, one trips to the Super Bowl with their game tickets, uh, airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 cash. It was another great promotion. And it's always going on, the new Member 7 promotion. New patrons who sign up for a wild card out at Riverwind can earn up to $450 in one day. The wild card is going to give you, uh, you know, some discounts here and there. If you're playing with your wild card, you're eligible to have your name called out in these drawings they have all the time at Riverwind. You might be playing a game and all of a sudden your name's called and you want some money or bonus play. Go get yourself a Riverwind wild card, and you can also uh, possibly earn up to $450 in one day. The Showplace Theater will always have games in it. It won't be too long before it reopens. We'll have some great shows in there. And, again, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, looks like it's going to be first up, and that will be a great way to kick off um, shows at the Showplace Theater coming up in the not-too-distant future. Plus, we'll have Beats and Bites coming back uh, this summer, the Outdoor Concert Series at Riverwind, which is always a good time as well. All right, so we have uh, the Sooners and the Cowboys tonight, 8 o'clock, ESPNU. And, uh, by the way, the Thunder playing tonight, 7 o'clock at the Paycom Center. This is a good Thunder basketball team that's only going to get better. Uh, it's not, we're not too far away from talking about, and they're in playoff contention right now, certainly for the play-in game, and they're only a game and a half out of the sixth seed. But this is a good basketball team, man. It is. Sam Presti's vision for rebuilding is coming together. It looks really good. You add Chet Holmgren to the mix and what they get in the draft this year, uh, and they'll have so much money to spend as well. Uh, Thunder basketball is already trending in a very good direction, and that arena is going to be rocking. It won't be too long. And tonight they host the Indiana Pacers, 7 o'clock at the Paycom Center. Friday night they hit the road again. They go to Sacramento, 9 o'clock tip out in Cali against the Sacramento Kings, and then Sunday at the Nuggets, 7 o'clock tip time there. want to thank the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Pierce, it was fun. Great job. Excellent work. Appreciate you coming in, and uh, you're welcome anytime. Parker is going to be joining Tyler McComas, getting you locked in here in just a couple minutes on the ref. Also, thanks to our friends over at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. Back tomorrow with you at noon. Take care.